Good evening and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, here bringing you greetings on behalf of my co-host, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson, Sr. The Lotus Flower Podcast aim is to educate, empower, and equip our listening audience with culturally relevant, spiritually uplifting educational topics. We are proud to have hosted over 150 Lotus Flower Podcast episodes last year. And this year, we are thankful that on our audio platforms, we have reached our goal and actually exceeded our goal. We had a goal set for June of this year for 1,000 subscribers on our audio platforms. However, back in mid-May, mid-April, I looked at our analytics and I saw that we had exceeded that 1,000 subscribers in the audio platforms by 367 subscribers. So we are thankful that we have 1,337 subscribers on the audio platform. And then we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers on our platform tonight on this platform where we interact with one another and you can see me and I can see you and you can send questions in the chat and talk back and forth with our guests. We have at this time 58 subscribers. Can you help us by going in and subscribing and clicking on the bell? And when you subscribe, the episode, when it airs, you'll always get it. It'll go right into your inbox each and every time. So do us a favor, go on right now, click subscribe, and then click that bell, and you will be connected to the Lotus Flower Podcast. This evening, we have a very special guest with us. We have an attorney with us in the house, and we are so fortunate that when we reached out to her, she said yes. None other than attorney Glenetta Heyman, the Lotus Flower Podcast special guest. And before we bring her forward, I'm going to take you into her very nice website. And I want you to note the website link and go back and peruse it slowly and get all the information that you need from it. Tonight, I'm going to go through it rather quickly. However, I do want you to go back. This is your homework. Go back, look at that website, peruse through it very slowly, and take it in because there's so much information there. There's a wealth of information that I'm sure that you'll benefit from. Here is Attorney Heyman's website.
Glenetta Heyman with Heyman Law Office. We are a business law and intellectual property firm in St. Peter's, Missouri. And what we do is we focus on your brand, your business, and your family by securing your legal foundation. So if you are a small business owner or if you are creative, what we do is we help you secure your foundation by registering your business for you. We can help you put together your business or marketing plan. We can take a look at contracts that you may have received that you need to uh, review or negotiate. We can draft contracts for you uh, between you and other businesses or individuals. We can also register your trademark or service mark with the USPTO. Um, and we can run a clearance search to make sure you're able to do that. Uh, we also uh, have helped several authors in the area copyright their creative works, so their books. And uh, we are proud to say that we love helping creatives, um, especially in the Missouri area. But uh, when it comes to copyright and trademark, we can help anyone uh, in the United States. So again, my name is Gwanetta Heyman with Heyman Law Office, where we are protecting your brand, your business, and your family. Thanks. Take care. That is Glenn Heyman, and she is our special guest this Attorney Glenetta Heyman is a native of St. Louis and assists clients in St. Louis, St. Charles, and other surrounding areas with business registration, trademark, copyright, and probate. Attorney Heyman is a graduate of the University of Missouri, Columbia where she earned a bachelor's degrees in psychology and interdisciplinary studies with a focus on African-American studies. Since embarking on her legal career, attorney Heyman has gained significant experience within various areas of the law. She served as a volunteer mediator for the Arizona justice courts, as well as a legal secretary, paralegal, office manager, and attorney. She knows how to provide efficient and effective counsel, along with top-notch customer service for every client. She is involved in the community, serving on several boards. In her spare time, she enjoys educating herself with other business owners and other entrepreneurs. She also enjoys leadership and wellness trainings. She enjoys spending time with her daughter and she enjoys the outdoors, playing sports, camping, running, or fishing. We are once again super excited this evening to have with us none other than Glenetta Heyman, attorney at law.
one moment here. Right. Yes. Good evening once again. I hope that you enjoyed the introduction for attorney Bonetta Hamans and her website. As I stated, I invite you to go back, type in HamanLawOffice.com and peruse her website in your leisure. You will not be disappointed. Without further ado, I'm going to bring on now our special guest, attorney Glenetta Heyman. Welcome to the podcast, attorney Heyman. Would you greet our guest? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Dr. Robinson, for that beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to speak with you all today. Thank you. Thank you. And we are so glad that you said yes when we reached out to you. It's not often that you get to have what hour of an attorney's time pro bono. So we're grateful. And I know that those in a, under the sound of my voice are grateful as well for this time, valuable time. Well, tonight, our episode topic is entitled A Journey of Uncertainty. And as I stated in previous episodes, we here at the Lotus Flower Podcast, we actually allow our guests to choose the topic of their choice. So when I reached out to attorney Heyman, I asked her, I said, well, what might you want to speak about? And she said, I'd like to spend some time going before the Lord and praying about it. Now listen to that, a Christian attorney, not only an extraordinary attorney in the secular realm, but this young lady knows the value of putting her trust in the Lord. Who wouldn't want an attorney like that? So she said, I'm going to pray about it, Dr. Robinson. And then she had some ideas, but she said, I really want to pray about it, get a firm answer from the Lord, and then I'll get back with you. And she did just that and came up with the topic, a journey of uncertainty. Now, I'd like for you to tell our audience, why did you choose that topic, attorney? She's going to tell us at this time. Yes. Yeah, so the topic was actually given to me um, after you requested me come up with the topic. And I was sitting there for a while and I was like, OK, Lord, what what do you want me to say? Uh, what message do you want to uh, portray through me to your people? And at that time, you know, as, as we all do, we feel uncertain sometimes um, in, in the secular realm because we don't know what's going to happen next. But I, I look back over my journey and everything I was going through um, throughout my life and becoming an attorney and now having my own practice. And I realized that a lot of times I felt uncertain, but I have faith and I believed and I worked hard and I just kept praying and having more faith and kept believing. And so that that title just came to me. Thank you for that topic. I think the topic is, is very fitting for what we'll discuss tonight. We're going to start by asking a few questions here that we've prepared. And the first question is the journey of becoming an attorney. We You wanted to give some recommendations for those that may want to embark on the journey, keeping the faith, staying in the word, 
and speaking what God says about you, letting others get in the way or not, how paths can change based on experience. And you said that it's never too late. So I want you to expound on that a little bit, but I do want our audience to know that we're Chief Attorney Heyman is encouraging you to never give up. If I summarize that entire statement there, I look at that and I look at never give up. Even if the naysayers are saying, no, you'll never make it. Keep your focus on the Lord and never give up. So I'm going to have Attorney Heyman expound a little bit on that particular question tonight. Thank you, Dr. Robinson. He said it perfectly, never give up. Uh, my journey of becoming an attorney, I, I feel like is, is unique in that, of course, um, I've always wanted to be an attorney since I was about nine. I, I watched a lot of Matlock and I felt like I could be just like Matlock. I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney. Um, but of course, Matlock didn't look like me. And so I always had that question in the back of my head, well, could, is that something that I could do? Uh, not looking like him, is, is that something that I could do? And so as I went about my school and, and graduated and started applying for law schools, I had a bit of a difficult journey trying to figure out which law school I should apply for. I did not unfortunately have a mentor uh, to guide me as to which schools to apply to based on my GPA, my LSAT, and where I was geographically. So I just applied. I applied everywhere I could, and I was uncertain. Um, but I wanted to be a lawyer more than anything I could think of that I, I could be. I, I didn't want to be an astronaut. I didn't, I didn't want to do anything else but be an attorney. And I have faith that regardless of if I had a mentor or if I had someone doing the applications for me, God was going to open the door for for whatever law school he wanted me to attend, that's that's the door he would open for me. And he opened a door that I had no idea existed. Um, I was accepted into law school in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I've lived in Missouri all of my life. I went to college in Missouri, but he opened a door in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was uncertain about that. Of course, I'm moving down to Phoenix, Arizona with a one-year-old. At the time, I had my one-year-old daughter. And I was uncertain, but I had the faith because I, I don't feel like he would have sent me to Phoenix, Arizona to leave me down there in the desert. Amen. And Amen. yeah, I, I was excited, but I was uncertain. And I took the step and I went and I worked hard. And it, it is hard. Law school is hard. It's not easy, especially with a one-year-old. But if you know that you can do it and you mm -hmm. pray and you stand on God's word and you believe everything that he says about you, you can mm -hmm. do it. You can graduate. You can walk across the stage and you can do it. Um, even throughout the journey of taking the bar exam, the bar exam was not a cakewalk. That mm -hmm. is not a cakewalk. But um, <laughs> if you speak what he says about you, 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 can, you can do all things through him. Like Amen. you have no idea what you're capable of until you put your trust in God and say, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you. I have to do the hard work. I have to study but I'm going to give it to you. So when I sit down to study, you can give me everything I need to put down on this test. Amen. Um, 
And so I, I was really excited once I did pass the bar exam. I give all glory to God because, like I said, it, it's, it wasn't me. Yeah, I studied a little bit. but Amen. <laughs> but absolutely brought me through. Um, and just remembering, you know, people people say things. People have other feelings. People have other experiences. People may say that you're too mm -hmm. old. You're too young. You have too many children. You have too much debt. If that's something that mm -hmm. God put on your heart to help others, to serve others mm -hmm. in that capacity, there's mm -hmm. nothing that will stop you. There's Amen. nothing that can stop you. He's opened that door for you. So um, that's my message about the journey. So where where did your strong faith in the Lord come from? Mm -hmm. So I was raised um, in the church. My father is a retired pastor um, and we, we grew up in the church. And, you know, being a young adult, sometimes we didn't feel like going to church on Sundays and Fridays and Wednesdays. But mm -hmm. now becoming an adult and getting out on my own, I quickly saw that I, I needed God. I couldn't do mm -hmm. it by myself, even though I thought I was grown or I was 18 or 21. I couldn't do it on my own. So I had to revert back to what I was taught when I was younger. Get back mm -hmm. on my word. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You can't do this by yourself. Amen. So I would like to encourage someone out there that's listening to us that may be in that little gap. They've been in church all their life. Their mama and their dad took them to church, made them go. When they went, they didn't want to be there. But now they reached the age of 18 and they're going to be going off to college, probably in the fall. And they're thinking, well, how is what I've learned in the church going to benefit me? So I want you to hear what Attorney Heyman just said. She said once she got out there, she realized that all the things that she were being taught as a little girl up to a young lady really were beneficial. So she actually has some tools in her toolbox. You know, just like when you go to the bank, you can't take the money out if you don't put the money in. So you got to go in and make some deposits every now and then. So when you make that deposit, guess what? You can go to the bank. You can fill out that Depot that uh, withdrawal slip. I was just at the bank this evening and I filled out a re out one of those slips and they were able to give me several hundred dollars because I had deposited that money in there. Now, what if I went there with that slip, filled it out and told them and sent it in to the teller and they, and they looked at it and said, lady, you don't have any money in the account. Well, that's just how it can be with the Lord. So that's what I want to get across tonight from what attorney Heyman has just said, that the deposits that your parents are making in you right now by dragging you to church sometimes definitely will benefit you. Look how it benefited attorney Heyman. I heard her say that she went to law school with a one year old daughter and, de and defied the odds. Now, what kind of God is that when she said, when she took the LSAT that it wasn't her, she studied a little bit, but something happened. It was the Holy Spirit that showed up and showed out. So be encouraged. Somebody out there, do not give up. Now, Attorney Heyman, can you expound a little bit on when you, you have here in this question that how paths can change based on experience and it's never too late? Can you talk, talk to us a little bit about, um, let's go a little bit deeper about when, what do you mean by how paths can change based on experience? And it's never too late. Mm -hmm. 
So you can, I, I feel like sometimes you can have a certain trajectory for your life. You can say, I want this in five years. But a lot of times that's not what God has for you. And a lot of times you have to um, take a step back and say, what is good for me? You have to feel, you know, feel God's presence and when things are good for you and when things are, are not so good. So your path can change. I, I thought I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney, just like Matlock. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, and I had that mindset all of the way up until I opened my own practice. I worked for a criminal defense attorney in Arizona um, after graduation. And that experience showed me that that's not where the space that God wanted me. He wanted me to help others, but in a different capacity due to the tools that he gave me, how he made me um, to be compassionate, to be a listener, um, to be certain things, to have these characteristics he didn't, I feel like God didn't want me in, in criminal law. That's not where he wanted me to be. He wanted me to start my own business, I feel like, and this is my beliefs. He wanted me to start my own business, develop my own business, work in corporate, um, in their business section, figure all these things out so I can relate to a, a small business owner who can't afford one of the big time law firms to register their business and write their contracts so they can come to me, my clients, they can relate to me and sit down and talk to me and say, I don't know what I'm doing here. Can you explain this? So my my path, I thought I was going to be a criminal defense attorney because I was going to change the world. But that's not what he had for me. He had me to to go into a different line of the law and and go work with business owners. And not only that, work with individuals that are grieving on the probate side um, due to my compassion. And, and I hear that all the time, like you're different than the other probate attorneys that I talk to. You actually care that I lost a loved one. You care about the process. Um, and so I say all that to say your path can change, but you just have to be open and mm -hmm. and stay in tune with the Holy Spirit and what he wants for you. Because if it feels uncomfortable and, and everything new is going to feel uncomfortable, but it feels uncomfortable for a long time and you can't shake it and you're praying about it and you still can't shake it and it's not a good feeling, it's probably not what he wants for you. Um, and I learned that in, in developing my practice. And so it's, it's never too late to change trajectories as long as you're staying focused um, mm -hmm. and also trusting God and asking him what he has for you and just look for signs. He's not going to just leave you. He's always going to show you a sign that you're going to be okay. That That is excellent. Excellent. And so it sounds like you've got to have some discernment. And in order to get the discernment, we've got to spend time with the Lord. Just like if you have a relationship with a significant other, if you don't spend time with that significant other, then you won't know that significant other. You won't be able to, to discern when that significant other might be upset or frustrated or even happy. But if you spend some time with that person, then when things are kind of awry or or even things are happy or whatever's going on, you'll be able to tap right into it. And so attorney Heyman sounds like is a wise woman that spent some time and spent some time with the Lord listening to his voice. Now, God sometimes speaks in a still small voice. And so we've got to really be attuned to what he's saying. And even if it doesn't line up with what we want, 
because attorney Heyman said she wanted to be that criminal defense attorney, just like Matlock. My husband watches that show all the time, by the way. And so you wanted to be one of, just like him, but the Lord took you in another way, a whole nother way. And she followed. So don't let the Lord have to drag you into a different direction. When you go willingly, the doors will open for you. This is a life right now that we're talking to attorney Heyman that had went and listened to the Lord and the, and she gives credit back to the Lord for opening doors that she know would not have opened if it had not been for him. Now, I know that we talked to Attorney Heyman about a week ago and you shared with me something that really touched my heart. And you, you shared with me that when you graduated from law school and you passed your LSAP exam and you and you were sort of and you were you know a full-fledged attorney ready to work that you applied to so many law firms that you had an Excel spreadsheet and I want you to just tell us a little bit about what you shared with me because I believe someone needs to be encouraged by what happened with that mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So thank you for bringing that up. So um, yeah, once I graduated, took the bar, passed the bar, uh, became licensed, I applied for 293 law firms in the area. Uh, I did keep a detailed Excel spreadsheet. I had contact information. I was reaching out uh, to different individuals and I, and I did pretty well, I feel like in law school and on the bar. Uh, and so I just knew I was going to get a job in, in a big law firm. Well, that didn't happen. Um, I reached out to my old boss in Phoenix and I just called him like, I don't know what's happening. What should I do? So why don't you start your own firm? And my thought was, that's crazy. I said, no, you help me do everything here and just start your own firm. Um, I, my personal self, my flesh didn't feel like I was ready for any of that. <laughs> but the Lord will set you up for situations. And I feel like God didn't want me to go into anyone's firm. He wanted me to start my own law firm. And even though my old boss wasn't necessarily a believer, I feel like God will send messages through people, even non-believers, that will put you on the path to where you need to be. Um, if my old boss wouldn't have said that to me, I don't think I would have ever thought about starting my own law firm because that... I, I never had the, that idea that I could do something like that. Like me, I could do something like that. No, I don't think so. I'm going to go work for someone. But mm -hmm. here I am um, five and a half years later uh, into the mm -hmm. firm. And uh, I'm just really grateful again to God and my old boss for allowing God to use him, whether he knows it or not, that he was right. being used by giving me that message because I, I was really discouraged. Uh, and I didn't know if it was me, if, like what the problem was, but that it, it just wasn't in, in God's plan. Amen. And I thank you for sharing that with our audience. And thank you for bringing out that part that God used a non-believer. So I want people to know that God can use anything. In the Bible, it talks about how God used a donkey. A donkey was actually speaking on the road to Damascus, God used, God can use anything. So do not be so quick to turn a deaf ear to someone that may not be a professing Christian. 
You know, God can use anything. And the Bible talks about sometimes we are entertaining angels unaware and we're unaware of that fact. And we sometimes might turn that person away. So we've got to ask God for that discernment once again and be open to whatever he's sending our way. Tonight is a gift to you all, Attorney Haman. God brought her here and she's doing this interview with me and sharing some information that typically people don't get on and get an hour free of attorney advice pro bono. So we thank God for that. And I want you to take advantage of that. All the people that are listening, I see now that we have, looks like it says 58 people listening. So all 58 people that are listening, I want you to take that in. And I want you to ask God to speak directly to you from what he might be saying to you, what attorney Heyman just shared. So, and then for those that will listen to this down the line, maybe next month, next week, next year, go back, listen very carefully and ask God to speak directly to you as to what he wants you to glean from this episode tonight. So we want to move on further down and we want to talk about probate. And we want to talk about what is probate. Some people in our listening audience may be very familiar with what probate is. And then there are some that may not be as familiar, or there are some that might have a little idea of what it means. But I want our expert tonight, Attorney Heyman, to expound on the topic of what is probate. Absolutely. Um, so I just want to put this out there. Probate is different than probation. Probate has nothing to do with criminal um, criminal law at all. It has nothing to do with being locked up or being on probation. Probate is actually the legal process of distributing someone who's passed away, distributing their assets to the right individuals. Um, and the probate process, it, 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 there's various um, of proceedings in, under the probate process. And, I, and I'll speak directly about Missouri probate because I'm licensed in Missouri. Um, but it's all going to be based on the assets that were left behind from the individual and the time period, how long ago they passed away as to what type of probate process you need. Um, here in Missouri, you do need an attorney to unfortunately go into the probate process, but that is fortunate for you, um, all those people in Missouri, because you don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to do the legal process yourself. You should hire someone. Um, and once you get done with probate, then whoever the assets um, should be distributed to, they, they'll obtain the assets. So yeah, that's probate, a legal process. And so how can someone avoid having to go through the probate court system? Well, you absolutely want to try to avoid the probate process um, because it can be a bit costly for your loved ones, especially if you didn't leave a significant amount of money to them to where they can access to pay for the probate process because you can't pay for it with assets that are titled in a deceased person's name. So the best way to avoid probate is to be proactive and do some estate planning, speak with an estate planning attorney um, about how you should retitle your assets as either TOD or POD. 
um, have a will drafted, have a trust, put your assets into the trust, make sure you have, you know, your powers of attorney, medical, um, and also financial, any guardianship mm -hmm. forms, making mm -hmm. sure all that is established now while you're still living. So your loved ones don't have to go through the probate process, pay an attorney, possibly spend a year, two years, however long it may take based mm -hmm. on getting your assets retitled just to get your assets to the right individual. Um, so just being proactive, speaking with an attorney, it's not, it's not scary. It's a very easy process. Um, mm -hmm. And you just sit down and talk, have a very candid conversation about your current assets and what you plan to have and the best mm -hmm. ways to protect them. And then you just implement them. Now, is that a very costly process? No, no. Estate planning is a lot cheaper than probate. It's so much cheaper than probate. Um, and it all de it depends on your estate, right? So if you don't have much and people think an estate is like a house on the hill, if you have a bank account and you pass away and your loved one needs to get your bank account to pay for your funeral estate, and so you absolutely should get that taken care of. And I mean, if you have a lot of assets, it could cost you $3,000 if you have a lot of assets. But mm -hmm. think about that $3,000 compared to the amount of money it's going to cost to go to court to obtain your assets, to distribute it to your children, to your spouse, to your grandchildren, to your siblings. And think about the grief that your family has to go through to work with a lawyer to continue to wind down your matters. I see. And um, how fluid is that document once it's drawn up? Can it be changed or not? It can absolutely be changed. Yes. You can just revisit your attorney and say, hey, I, you know, I have an amendment. Can I make an amendment to this? Can I make a change? I got divorced. Can you redraft this for me? I had a baby. Can you, you know, draft this for me? So it, it's very easy to change once you, you've established it, but it's important. And is it too soon to have that drawn up if you are a, a millennial? Or should you wait until you are at an elderly person to do something like that? If you are over the age of 18, you should think about having an estate plan. Anything over the age of 18, if you have a vehicle in your name, if you have a bank account in your name, if, if you have a savings account in your name, um, and you're over the age of 18, it's recommended that you have an estate plan. Because even if you're 18, and you go off to college and something happens and you wind up in the hospital and you want your mom to make decisions, you're mm -hmm. an adult. Unless you have a power of attorney on file, she's just she can't come just come in and make decisions for you. So it's very important that once you turn 18, if you have anything at all, at least get those basic documents, those estate planning documents, your power of attorney, your last will and testament together. And you can always change it. And it's it doesn't cost that much to change it. And so I, I think I think I hear you saying, I'm going to rephrase, that if you're a young adult and you, you're 18 or over the age of 18, and God forbid, if you had a major accident and you found yourself in the hospital in a state where you may be un, incompetent at that point and not able to make decisions for yourself, 
but then you have your mom that's there and she comes to the hospital and she wants to speak with the doctor on your behalf and, and help make some of those medical decisions. Now, do I hear you saying that if there isn't a medical power of attorney in place that the mother will not be able to act on that young adult's behalf? Well, if that's the only person representing that young adult and they cannot communicate and that is their parent, they can verify that that is the parent, then, you know, in a life or death situation, the physician will take action um, based on the mother's requests. However, if, for example, there's a divorced mother and father there, father says do one thing, mother says the other, there's no power of attorney physician may do what he feels is best as the physician, not what your power of attorney said, not what the document said, your, your medical directive, because you don't have one, <laughs> you don't have yeah. one. So you want, you know, your mm -hmm. medical directive, your power of attorney um, on file. So it can be a difficult decision for physicians to say, okay, what do we do? Oh, they have a parent. Well, we can't just divulge all the information to the parent. Can the parent come? Let's see valid ID. It, it's a lot more difficult. So they're not really able just to call and say, yes, do the surgery. Um, they can't make those decisions like that. So it sounds like it's imperative to get that document in place because you just never know. Seasons change quickly in our lives and we just never know. So I would encourage those that are listening or those that will listen, especially millennials, to go ahead and look into getting those documents in place. And what are they once again that you said, Attorney Heyman? So there's the power of attorney for medical, power of attorney for financial. There's your health care directive. There's the last will and testament. Um, if you have children, guardianship forms. Um, if you have significant assets, you may want to talk to someone about a trust and there's different types of trusts as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Now we're going to kind of turn the corner just a little bit and we're going to talk about, about reading the system. A little bit different topic here. And when we think about reading the system, what we mean is that there are times in our lives that it's very important to be able to understand how communication channels and interpersonal networks and politics influence decisions at work, especially for people of color. I'd like you to think about this, Attorney Heyman, and describe a time when your understanding of the political dynamics at your practice or at your work or when you were working under the other attorney was put to good use? Okay, that is a very interesting question. So um, I can think of one time in particular in which uh, when I first started my practice, I, I did take on a lot of different cases and I had this one opposing counsel, um, this other attorney, he was not very nice. He was older and he was very, not nice to me, needless to say. Um, and in the courtroom, I noticed when I walked in early, he was talking with the judge about golfing and all these other things. So I quickly realized that they had a relationship and the way that I was going to present my case couldn't just be fact-based and bringing the same energy as that opposing counsel, because my strategy was to match energies. 
Um, but I, I realized due to their relationship and that dynamic, I had to show a side of me that was more vulnerable, that that actually God had to bring out of me and show his light, um, the sweet side, not matching energies, but just letting the judge know, okay, these are the facts, but not in the same negative space that the other attorney was. And the other attorney actually felt that because he started being very nasty and I didn't reciprocate. Um, and he became very uncomfortable, uncomfortable to the point where he showed his uncomfortability to the judge uh, throughout the hearing. Um, and the judge wasn't too happy with his uh, nasty comments. And, and it turned out in our favor, but I had to come in and realize like, I, I can't just go in and match the energy of him and try to be this person that I'm not. I have to let God's light shine. I have to be sweet. Yes, I have to present the facts, but I, mm -hmm. I wasn't, he didn't make me like that. He didn't make me to have that energy. Um, okay. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. And thank you for answering that. It's a pretty tough question there, but it happens all the time. It happens. And I'm so happy that you listened to the Holy Spirit once again, and you didn't match that energy. You know, we don't have to be just because somebody calls you a name and they say, well, you are a Buick. You and you got four wheels and a fine drop back top. And so I'm going to park you in my driveway and just show you off. Just because somebody tells you you're a fine Buick with all these white wall tires and all, and you parked in the driveway, that doesn't mean that that's truly who you are. And you don't have to start acting that way. You have to know your own value. You might just be a Pinto, one of those little pop-up Pintos, you know, you just might be that. And that is okay because you have to function in your own lane. You can't have someone else change you. You've got to know internally who you are and whose you are. And then everything will be all right and it'll work out just fine. So thank you for answering that, that question. And also I wanted you to expound on how has your recent actions and attitudes reflected God's sovereignty over your life? Also a very great question. Well, I know that God is the ultimate source of all power and his rule is limitless. And so when I ask for things, I can ask for anything and I know that it could be done with God. And right now I'm just really dreaming big. You know, I see that individuals need help in Kansas City with probate. I see that. And I'm dreaming so big that I'm believing that God will open a firm in Kansas City as well. So we can have multiple offices to serve people. Um, but I know that his his rule is, like I said, is, is limitless. Anything that we think of, he can make it happen. And I feel like, well, I know that he gives us free will. God gives us free will. He, he says, go, go do it. But he also gives us a guide. And if we follow his guide and we ask him for anything, it could be done. And so my recent actions are just really dreaming big, getting another office space, looking at Kansas City to see if that's somewhere we want to expand. 
Um, and just really believing that with him and through him, I can do all things. For answering. Thank you for answering that. And with God, all things are possible and God is sovereign. Sovereign means that God has rule over everything and he's able to do what he wants, when he wants, with whomever and whatever he wants to do it with. And that's his sovereignty. And we thank God for his sovereignty. We also want you to expound on this particular passage of scripture. It's Proverbs 18 and 17. For those that are listening, now we have, looks like 63 people. So I want you all to turn with us to Proverbs 18 and 17. And I'm going to read that passage of scripture. And it says, the first to state his case seems right until another case comes and the opposing attorney cross-examines him. So when you are representing your client, Attorney Heyman, and that first defense attorney comes up and presents a case in such a deleterious manner that it's very dogmatic and it's to the point where it's just very ruthless and ugly. And it seems as though they presented such a solid case against the other party that there would be no way that when you came forth that you would be able to turn that and have the judge listen to another side. So as the scripture says here that we first have to state the case, that first attorney, I'm putting attorney there, but that could be anyone or any particular situation. But in tonight's episode, we'll talk about an attorney. So first, we're going to state that case. And then when the next attorney comes in, Attorney Hammond is going to cross-examine that particular situation. So when you do that, and when the case is being heard, we should always be determined to hear both sides of the dispute before we come to any conclusion about the manner. So can you expound a little bit on, on that and, and how that might look in a courtroom situation or even when you're representing your clients in probate in the other areas that you work in? Sure. Um, so for me in, in probate is, is where I go to court most often. Um, it, it is important to hear both sides. Um, but as an attorney, it's also important to talk to the opposing counsel to see what their side is prior to you going into court. So preparation is key because once you know the other party's position, then you can prepare for it. And hearing both sides is very important because at the end of the day, the judge or the jury makes the final decision, ruling, order, and he has to hear both sides. He, he or she, he has, he or she, and I'm going to say he for now, um, has to have all of the facts in order to come up with an informed decision. And in our everyday lives, sometimes we have to do that as well. We can't just go in one-sided and and just hear one side and think that's the end all be all. We have to stop and take a, a moment to hear the totality of everything that's going on. Um, and I think that's true also when in our walk with, 
with God when we're encountering things. You know, things can seem okay, but if we take a step to listen to him and if he gives us a sign, um, look at the other side and say, okay, is this, this is what you want me to do. Am I doing the right thing? Yes. This is what you want me to do because I, I read your word. I hear you speaking and you're opening this door. So, and the reason I'm, I'm asking that is because there are people under the sound of our voice that are going through different custody cases, different probate cases, different legal cases and all. And they feel as though they have been painted as though they are just nobody. That that opposing attorney has set it up so to even talk about their very dirty toenails. Just to make take the person down to nothing. So the person can walk out of that courtroom feeling as though they, they've lost. Even before the attorney hears their attorney's side. So I just wanted you to expound on that because there's been so many cases that have been happening all over the United States, especially with people of color, that they they sometimes feel as though it's hopeless. But then, like you said, when you listen to God and you present that other side and you stand on God's word, even as an attorney, because I always hear people say, well, attorneys can be real shady. But I want you to know there are some attorneys that don't always go in that gray area, that they stand firm. So when you stand firm and present your case, I believe that you're able to dig that person out of that particular way that they have been slanted or painted by that defense attorney. And I wanted you to expound on that because this is so true and near and dear to my heart. In my uh, city here, um, about 45 minutes away in a town called Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I was uh, grew up, there was a recent uh, shooting of an unarmed African-American man. And unfortunately, you know, they're going through a situation now with trying to get this national attention on this particular case. But as this is happening, the person is actually being dehumanized before our eyes and the parents and the loved ones and the entire community are just weeping and hurting. So thank you for sharing that, Attorney Heyman. I appreciate that. It's a difficult topic to talk about, but it is happening. Yes, it is. Also, can you give me an example when another person really tried your patience and when they tried your patience, specifically talk about a time when you were angry or frustrated and you felt like lashing out at the other person, but what did you do instead? Okay. Um, let's see. An example of when another person tried my patience is um, a situation to where I provided a service for someone and they didn't know how to access the system properly to, to get to what they needed. And forgive my very vagueness because I have to protect attorney-client privilege. Um, but um, they, they start posting things that weren't true due to their inability to access things. And I, I got very frustrated and I was hurt because it was posted 
you know, it was these things that weren't true. Um, but I didn't respond immediately. The biggest thing for me, yes, I was frustrated. I was hurt. I was angry. I didn't want those comments to affect my business, but I knew that they weren't true. So the first thing I did is just took a step back. I said, I cannot deal with this today. I have to go to church tomorrow and pray for him and about this. Um, and I did that. I, I did that. And then I sent a message um, once I cooled off and prayed about it and asked, what's going on? How can I help you? Um, is there something that I can do to fix the situation? And they booked an appointment and we talked about it. And at the end of the day, it was a technical issue. They didn't know how to access it. They apologized. I was very angry. I was very frustrated. I wanted to call him that moment and tell him, hey, take this down. This isn't true. What is your problem? You can't access. I want to say all these things, but I had to just wait. I, I had to stand in the moment, take a step back, pray about it and then come to him and talk to him about it. Um, and I think that that made all the difference uh, because that person was able to respect me and my opinion thereafter once we talked about it. Um, and so, yeah. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27, it says, the one who has knowledge restrains his words. And the one who keeps a cool head is a person of understanding. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent. Discerning when he seals his lips. So I thank God that you are a woman of wisdom. The Bible also says in Proverbs 18 and verse 10, a very familiar passage of scripture that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are protected. So I thank and praise God that you knew to run to your rock, which is Christ Jesus, which provided the protection that you needed. So thank you for sharing that with us, Attorney Haman. Let's move further down. And it is often suggested that the creative personality has a particular way of thinking, which encourages inventiveness. Can you give me an example of a time when you were inventive and explored new ways of thinking, especially in your practice? Sure. So an example when I was inventive is when I noticed that a lot of my new business owner clients needed additional assistance after the registering of their business, getting everything set up. They needed that month to month, not handholding, but opportunity to ask questions, that platform. And I recently built out a program for them, the uh, small business attorney package, in which those small business owners, they pay a small amount to access the client portal. They can send a message. They can sign up for um, an hour of consultations each month. They get a percentage off of contracts, um, trademarks, things of that nature. And I 
I tried this out because I had to think about all the business owners in the past five years that I've encountered and what they needed after we registered their business. They may need some additional advice on employment handbooks or hiring independent contractors versus employees, but how do they get that? And so I came up with that program um, and we're really excited about it. I do have four clients in the program right now, the monthly program, and they really love it. Um, I have one that's launching their second business since we started, um, and they contribute that to the program as well. So I was trying to be inventive and come up with something that would pertain to them, but, but wasn't the standard billable hour, put down this retainer. No, if you need help this month, you know you need help this month, you can go ahead and, and sign up for the monthly subscription, stop whenever you need it. Um, you know, it's going to be based on their cash flow, their payroll, if they can start and stop whenever they want. And I really enjoy the program and the clients do as well. It sounds very, very creative and successful. I thank you for sharing that. Now, when you took that under under your wing and you were inventive with that, did, did that require any risk taking at all when you had when you went forth to set that up? Absolutely. I didn't know what to charge because I felt like it was a new idea in the industry. I knew other attorneys were doing it, but they different attorneys do things different ways. And so I wanted to be sure I was charging properly. It was okay for the clients. It was okay for me. Um, I was providing the right services. I was getting it across the right way to the right market. And so there are always going to be challenges when you create something new, uh, but you just have to find a way to either circumvent them or just head on, face them and get through it. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. So someone that's listening or will listen, I want you to continue to take those risks. Do not let that stop you from moving forward and being creative. Sometimes things aren't going to be on a linear path. It might be a jagged edge and you might have to be creative in order to get from point A to point B to reach that final destination and create a particular program. So don't be afraid to step out on faith. Now, I want to ask you, there are people that are listening tonight and people that will listen that have podcasts or someone that's probably thinking of possibly starting a podcast. Now, with a podcast, can that podcast have a trademark on it? Yes, it can. Absolutely. So you in a podcast, if you own a podcast, generally you're going to have a, a business entity own it, uh, but you can trademark that podcast's name, logo, slogan, design, um, anything that's showing your marketing for that particular podcast. So if your your podcast is Lotus uh, Lotus Flower Podcast. You can trademark the Lotus Flower Podcast if it is available with the USPTO. Attorney Heyman, why might that be important to trademark your podcast? Absolutely. So when you trademark something, then you're claiming rights. And so number one, you're putting the public on notice that that trademark name uh, slogan, logo, that belongs to you. 
and you can transfer that. That adds value to your business. That adds assets to your business. You can transfer that if you needed to. Um, you can assign that to someone if you needed to. You can protect your trademark name. And that's the biggest reason for trademark registration is protection to ensure that if someone wants to infringe on your mark and come up with a similar podcast name or the same, they can't take away your clients and customers. I see. Thank, thank you. So with the podcast, um, people that are listening, it sounds like it's very important if you're going to actually launch a podcast to seek out an attorney such as attorney Heyman and find out how to go about getting a trademark for your particular program. And I want you to know that this particular question can be found on attorney Heyman's uh, website under videos. And it says just what I have here. Can I trademark my podcast? So when you go back and you peruse her website under Heyman law, Dot com, I want you to go down to videos and find the video that says, can I trade my, my podcast? And I want you to listen to that in its entirety to kind of get some more information. It's nothing like educating yourself and it's never too late. Also, I want you to expound on attorney Heyman, what are the top five tasks to complete when you're starting out an LLC. An LLC is a limited liability corporation. Yes, ma'am. So with an LLC, with the limited liability company, five things. Well, there's four, but I'll give you five. Five tasks to complete is number one, register your business with the Secretary of State. And I'm speaking again for the state of Missouri because I'm licensed in the state of Missouri. Uh, but just check your Secretary of State's website if you're in another state and you have additional questions. But number one, register with the Secretary of State in your particular state. Number two, obtain an EIN number. You need that from the IRS. Very important. Uh, number three, in Missouri, you should have an operating agreement. It does not get filed with the Secretary of State, but it's the document that governs your business. So you need it. Um, and then also obtain a business bank account because you do not want to commingle your funds. You don't want to commingle your personal and your business. Keep them completely separate. So open up a business bank account with your EIN and inquire about business licensing and insurance. Business insurance is going to be important because you don't want to have to come out of your own pocket for things that may occur. Um, and licensing is important because you don't want to get in trouble with your individual municipality, city, or state for something that you're doing without letting them know. That's excellent. Thank you so much. It's very important. It's very important to follow those five particular steps when you're wanting to establish a limited liability corporation. Also, I want to ask Attorney Heyman, we've talked about so much this evening and we've packed so much information into this episode and it's been very rich. We talked about the topic of my journey of uncertainty. So attorney Heyman expounded on how her journey to becoming an attorney wasn't completely laid out 
in a straight linear fashion. But even though it wasn't laid out that way, and she came against some obstacles along the way, every obstacle that she came up against, it sounds like the Lord allowed her the ability to be able to overcome them to the degree that it added to her repertoire and made her this solid attorney that she is today sitting before us. So I want someone that heard that to know that do not give up. If your journey seems though, when you're on this journey and it seems like it's uncertain, then I want you to hold in there. I want you to take God at his word because he said in his word, and we all, most of us are probably familiar with this particular passage of scripture that says that I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. So I thank God that I want you to hold on to that, somebody that's listening. So if you're not familiar with that passage, we can take it down to, to that level and it's okay. I want you to look up that scripture and I want you to put that scripture somewhere in your home. So every day you look at that scripture and you repeat it to yourself until it becomes a part of who you are that I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me, even if the journey seems as though it's uncertain. Thank you, Attorney Haman, for being our special guest this evening. I want you to know that it's started with me first. The way that you discussed and the way that you shared, it actually hit me first. Just like when we say we're preaching, well, when I give my, when I preach on Sundays or if I'm invited to preach or teach, the word actually starts with me first. And then for me, it's actually birthed forward to others. So I want you to know that what you shared tonight, it hit me first and it has really made an impact on my life just listening to you. So, and I know that after it hit me, that those under the sound of my voice or those that will listen in the days to come will be actually impacted by your wisdom that you shared. Attorney Heyman, is there anything else that you would like to share with our podcast audience before we hasten to a close? Just have faith. Faith is everything. Faith is everything. Um, and God is good. So as long as you have faith, you can make it. Amen. Amen. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means you can't always see it, right? Right. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't happening. Right. Thank you so much for being our special guest this evening. And I have your contact information on the screen, but why don't you go ahead and verbalize your contact information as well before we close in prayer? 
Yes. Yeah, so our website is www.haymanlawoffice.com. That's H-A-Y-M-O-N. Our telephone number is 314-896-1051. Feel free to reach out and schedule an appointment or you can book an appointment online. And our physical location is 5377 Highway N and that's Suite 379 in Cottleville, Missouri. And I thought you, I heard you say on the podcast a little bit earlier that you are licensed in Missouri. However, there are certain things that you can do that's, that covers the entire United States. And what are those things that you can do that covers the entire United States? Yes, trademark and copyright. Okay. So if those that are listening tonight, if you do not reside in Missouri, you can still reach out to Attorney Heyman at the contact information that I have on the screen if you want help with trademarks and copyright. So thank you. Thank you, Attorney, for being our special guest this evening. And can I ask if you would close us in prayer this evening? Sure. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you for this day that you have made, God. Thank you for this opportunity, God, to share. Lord, thank you for the platform, Lord. Thank you for Dr. Robinson, Lord. Lord God, we thank you and we just ask that your word go on to all the ears that you would like to hear this word, God. We ask that you continuously bless this podcast, God, and that you bless us all, God, and provide us with all the knowledge and information that you want us to hear, God. Open our ears and open our hearts as we go about our evening. And Lord God, we just thank you and we give you all the praise and all the honor because it belongs to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Attorney Heyman. The podcast will air live as of now, and it will air live on our audio platforms tomorrow. So be sure to share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. And those that are listening, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe by clicking on that bell to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye for now. The Lotus Flower Podcast. Once again, our very special guest, Glenetta Heyman, attorney at law in St. Louis, Missouri. Well, you know, my maiden name is Heyman, H-A-Y-M-O-N. So I came across attorney Heyman on Facebook and I kept seeing the name Haman, and Haman isn't a very common name. So I said, we've got to be related somehow. And I said, I'm going to do some research and find out if we are related by blood. You know, I haven't found out yet. The jury is still out. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and claim her as my cousin, Glenetta Haman. Once again, I was born Pamela Heyman, and Heyman is a very rare name. And so I thank and praise God for my cousin, Glenetta Heyman, attorney at law. I want you to once again, be sure to go to her website, which is HeymanLaw.com and peruse 
her website, look at all the tabs, click on those tabs and read everything that's there. You got to be hungry for knowledge. So get hungry for knowledge, read what's there. And then if you need to reach out to her, even if you don't reside in Missouri, I'm sure if you reached out to her via email or even through the Facebook Messenger, that she probably would chat back and forth with you if you had a simple question, nothing legal, unless it's a trademark, which she can do all over the United States. So I encourage you to get onto her website and look at the wealth of knowledge that's there. I am so grateful once again to have had attorney Glenetta Heyman as our special guest tonight on the Lotus Flower Podcast.